It's time for Yes, I Can Living. Entrepreneurial women all have one thing in common. We want to consistently improve our lives to be the best it can be. I'm your host, Kathy Alessandra, and I'll be interviewing inspiring women who think outside the box, color outside the lines, and live beyond the limits of their fears. They're living all in and playing full out, creating their best life and embodying Yes, I Can Living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Yes, I Can Living. Super excited to have you here. I'm glad that you have joined us. We've got a great episode planned for you. Now, before we get going, I just want to remind you, if you have not subscribed to Yes, I Can Living, be sure to hop on over to yesicanliving.com and subscribe. You'll get our weekly email newsletter with all kinds of fantastic articles and inspiration and things that are going on, and you'll get notice of all of our upcoming podcasts. They do drop each week, and so um, you'll get the link and all the information so that you can be continuously inspired and motivated in living that yes I can life for you. So today we have Sherry Fink and Sherry and I go back a ways. Uh, We were just catching up with that as we got started here. So I'm excited to have her back. Sherry is an inspirational speaker, a number one best-selling author, and president of Whimsical World, an innovative brand with a mission to inspire, delight, and educate children of all ages while planting seeds of self-esteem and high achievement so needed for our children. She is best known for her beloved The Little Series books, the Little Rose, The Little Unicorn, The Little Monster. I think that's when I met you way back then, way back when, and when your first one. But Sherry's newest nonfiction book, Instagrateful, Finding Your Bliss in a Social Media World, is an innovative self-help book on how to maximize passion, peace, power, prosperity, and panache in your life in today's hyper-busy, hyper-distracted, highly distracted social media world. An author of 14 best-selling books in multiple genres, Sherry travels the world inspiring audiences of all ages to be themselves, dream bigger dreams, and take action to live their best lives. Featuring her unique blend of empowerment and enthusiasm, she shares her inspirational journey along with strategies on overcoming adversity and how to live life with passion and aliveness. Now, CBS Los Angeles selected Sherry as one of the top three offers in her local area, a distinction she shares with Dean Coots, Her books have been honored with multiple awards, including three gold medals in the Reader's Favorite International Book Awards and four Gold Mom's Choice Awards honoring the best in family-friendly entertainment. And she will give you some information at the end here on how to actually connect with her personally. But Sherry, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yes, it's nice to have you back. So tell our audience or tell us, share with us a little bit about, you know, how you started your business. Why? What was what was the reason when you started way back when? (laughs) Well, I actually started out in the corporate world. I was climbing the corporate ladder for a while. And when I got to the top of the ladder, I realized it was against the wrong wall. And I actually had this um, kind of soul searching period of time where I'm like, if I'm not this corporate person, who am I? And while I was going through that, I had a gift of adversity where I was being bullied by another woman in my office and I didn't know how to handle it. And I did not handle it well. I was driving to work one day and I was crying because I didn't want to go. And I had this um, like a moment of total surrender where I was like, help me, I will do anything to change this. And that's when this little idea came to me about a rose that grows up in a weed bed. And because she's different, thinks that she's a weed. 
And then that story wrote through me in the car on the way to work. And I made a, a deal with myself that one year from that day, I would either be working for someone else, doing something else, or working for myself. And that's the one I really, really wanted. And it wasn't until, I guess, two years later when I decided to actually make that into a book um, when the magic really started happening. Before that, there was just a lot of panic. <laughs> Lots of panic before the magic. <laughs> um, As there always I, is. <laughs> I finally like, had the courage to really pull that story out of a drawer and publish it. It's called The Little Rose. Two weeks later, it became a number one bestseller on Amazon. Then through word of mouth, stayed at number one for over 60 weeks. And that just made my little girl dream come true. <laughs> and I thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe I could do something with this. And I had another idea and another idea. And, you know, my background was in marketing in the corporate world. So I knew that if I was going to do more than one book, I should build a brand. So mm -hmm. before the second book released, I had created a brand and I called it uh, the whimsical world of Sherry Fink. And then years later, I met my husband doing a school visit, who is also a children's author. His name oh. is Derek Taylor Kent. <laughs> and when we got married, we decided to combine both of our imaginations and our characters and to create a brand together. So we took the whimsical world of Cherry Fink and we evolved it to just whimsical world. And that is where the magic really began, because then we had both of our energy pouring into this thing that we could grow together. And mm -hmm. so, I mean, that's been, let's see, I started, I released the first book, The Little Rose in 2011. And here we are 2021. So it's been nice. over 10 years now, just over. And wow. um, yeah, and I still have inspiring ideas and I'm excited and we just keep growing the brand. And our goal is to keep innovating and to keep doing things that help people, especially kids, fall in love with reading and mm -hmm. their possibilities. So right. I know that's a topic that, that you feel very strongly about. I do very <laughs> strongly about possibilities and opportunities and self-esteem and confidence. Right. I mean, if if more little girls or little boys as well. Right. If children <laughs> would um, be read more books like that and understand that they can do anything, right? If they set their mind to it and, and the opportunities are there. And, you know, I, I was listening to a podcast on my drive today and it was talking all about that, right? And how it kind of sets us when we're young. And so the fact that you've created this, you know, really targeting that younger audience and bringing them the, the joy and the possibility and the passion. I just, I love that. I can see the, the banner in the background, the whimsical oh. world. And I, I'm assuming down in the corner, I can't quite see it, but it looks like it's you and your husband. Would that be right? Yes, it is. Okay. And, and on the other know. banner is one of the most magical days of my life oh. where I get to be a mermaid. Yes. <laughs> Best job ever. <laughs> Yes, I think I've actually been in person with you when you were addressed with the, yeah, yeah, so much fun, so much fun. So, you know, that brings me to an interesting question because I didn't realize the two of you had combined your company. So how does it, you know, how, how has it been for you in combining that, right? Really taking that brand and, and sharing it um, and, and working together? Well, at first it was scary because I had done everything myself and he had done everything his self. And of course, we had our own different ways of working. Um, but when we started coming up with the vision for the company, I was like, oh, this is so much better than anything I could have created on my own. 
and he brings his unique talents and skills and I bring my knowledge and skills and together it's it I don't know it's just it's like lightning you know it's 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 just so exciting and the fact that we have the same goal and we work together but separately like we have a, we work from home and we have two separate offices in the house but we meet together a couple times a day you know what do you think of this idea what do you think of that it's so great because i was a solopreneur for all those years before so i think it's um it's pretty exciting and and also you know it's overcoming a fear because when we when we first started i was like oh well i was holding so tight to this brand and you know everything that i created in it and now it's like we're really open like i've written in multiple genres you know my husband he's so creative he's so inspiring like he writes all kinds of different genres he writes all different age groups he writes musicals he writes songs he wow. is just writing screenplays like he, he writes things and he gets them done and that is so so important for creative people to be yeah. partnered with someone who's not just creative but also has that business side to them and he, in that way, we are perfectly matched. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you say that because many people, they've got that creative side, but then the business piece of it, right, the right brain, left brain thing, you know, let me, let me ask you, is there one tip you could give our listeners on actually, you know, making that, you know, husband, wife, significant, um, other whatever situation work or one one thing that you could share with the audience that you think would help anybody thinking about that i would say find something you can say yes to you know, <laughs> we all have great ideas and we have so many of them we can't do all of them you know and sometimes an idea is just good and not great so it's very helpful i know for me like i'm a sensitive artist right <laughs> so when i have ideas when it's just like eh, that's not gonna work that hurts my feelings which mm -hmm. is silly right because it's just it's just an idea it's not personal but it feels personal because you have the artistic side but right. if you find a, something within the idea that you can say yes to or you say well that's a good idea and what if we built on that you mm -hmm. know right or, what if we put that, we, we have a thing called the percolating lot, which in the business world, they had the parking lot. And I, you never wanted your idea to go to the parking lot because the parking lot basically meant, I hear your idea and it's no good. So we're going to park it over here where no one's ever going to see it again. Right? <laughs> I love that. that yeah. <laughs> the percolating lot is where ideas go to grow. You know, we can't write all the books right away. So we put them in the percolating lot, you know, we work on the thing we're working on, we stay focused. And this over here is the percolating lot. And I can tell you, like during the pandemic, we really pulled from that percolating lot. We were mm -hmm. like, oh, video books. Yes, we finally have the time. Audiobook editions. Yes, we finally have the space and the quiet. You know, there were a lot of things that were on that kind of a wish list that we finally got to um, to start focusing on and actually finished. So I would say find something you can say yes to or an aspect of whatever the idea is that right. you can um, move forward with. Because right. who doesn't want to work with somebody who's always finding some way to work with something you said, right? Right, right. Absolutely. I love that, the percolating lot. And, you know, I mean, that's almost like the, you know, the, the shiny object syndrome, right? Having a, having a journal or something and being able to put it in there, right? And nothing ever has to be done right now, but when the time comes, I, yeah, what a great... What a great analogy there. So 
I'm sure in the, you know, since 2011 and the number of years that you've been in it, I'm sure you have faced your fair share of challenges. So what do you, you know, what, what challenges have you had to face? What obstacles have you had to overcome? And how have you gone about that? Hmm. Let's think of one that's very recent. How about the pandemic? Oh boy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> exactly. Everyone's right? big obstacle. <laughs> it is. You know, is really hard. Like it's it's very hard to write and publish a book. It is much harder to do it during a pandemic. Um, Insta Grateful, which you mentioned earlier, I'll just show the cover here. Um, this is a book. It's my most personal work because it's my personal story and how I've overcome things in the past. But I found myself like having to daily give myself talks about overcoming current obstacles during the pandemic because it was so distracting, right? When first when it started happening, I didn't know what was going on. So I was like reading a lot more online than I would normally do. And then it's so distracting because it's scary. You know, you know, it's just, you know, you live through it. Everybody knows. <laughs> yes, so yes. Trying to write a, an uplifting book that inspires people to take action no matter what during a time when you're like, I don't know what's going to happen exactly. And then, you know, your printer's saying, well... It could take a while to get your books and you're like do it anyway it'll be great and then like literally takes six months to get your books wow That's yeah insane. like it doesn't normally take that long and you know things got held up at the port because of closures and because of lack of staff and and all kinds of like really understandable issues but it affects your production timeline it affects your marketing it affects everything to do with, with the book coming out it, not to mention, we're all going through the health aspects of it and the fear and, you know, all of that. So one of the things that I was doing as I was finishing that book in order to publish it is I was like, let me focus on the long term. Let me play the long game. All we have to do is outlast the pandemic. That's it. Just outlast it. Right. right? Which was only going to last a week or two. But yes, OK. okay. It was only going to be six months, but you know, it's a little longer than that, but we're still, we're still, you know, we just have to outlast it. So I'm like, okay, well, what can I do to make my home the most comforting sanctuary during this, this time? You know, luckily we both work from home. So we were very, um, very, very blessed in that way. But you know, there were little things that like we hadn't done in the house that we could do because we had more time. And I was like, well, I want to make the upstairs balcony a, a bistro. You know, with the cafe lights and the table, we had all the supplies. We just hadn't put them out there. <laughs> yes, we right. Busy, you know, so we made this little bistro cafe environment that we could eat in. So it made us feel more like, you know, we weren't just at the dining table every single day and meal. Um, that was nice. And, you know, I was like, well, I want to feel connected to my family, even though they're all the way across the country in Virginia. So I would make sure to call them, like call each person at least once a week you know, to have that time to just really connect, not to talk about anything in particular, but just kind of spend time together. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We started doing Zoom birthdays and Zoom everything that everybody else did too, but we weren't doing those before. So I was missing my family's birthdays. And so I feel kind of in a weird way, like we've spent more time together than I would have if I went to see them once or twice a year because right. we've done all these Zoom activities together. You know, right. we started doing um, Zoom game nights with our friends and everything virtual. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing that the pandemic took away from us that I'm very excited to bring back in the new year and has been an extreme challenge is live events. Yes, because, right. Oh, my gosh. 
much of our income comes from speaking and school visits and book sales at comic cons and festivals and writers conferences and you know you name it we were doing at the peak we were doing three to five events a week wow yes okay. which is why we weren't able to make our balcony a bistro you know <laughs> <laughs> so, you know so not having the events has really hurt mm -hmm. but the silver lining was we were able to go to that percolating lot and say oh we want to create a whimsical world book club well, what do we want it to look like? Let's spend the time, let's invest it to, to really develop it, you know? So we did, we did a whole new website. It had been like one of those energy drain things where you're like, yeah, one day you guys sit down and really think that out and do it. And we finally did it, you know, it's just, it's these projects that are massive amounts of work, but it's just focus. And right. you don't have the time to focus on it because you're busy doing the other stuff. And suddenly we had the time. So. Right. I actually felt pretty good, you know, at the end of last year, because I was like, wow, we got audiobooks, ebooks, this, this, this. And then this year we cleaned up the rest of the list. So now we need to make a new percolating lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's always good, right? When we can clear out and yeah. yeah. So, so let me ask you this. I mean, you you mentioned, yeah, you mentioned how, I mean, it, it was a difficult time for many people, the anxiety, the the stress, right? And and finding the good in it, absolutely. Um, you know, when I hear from, from women now, you know, the yes, I can women in the community, you know, there's still a lot of anxiety out there. There's still a lot of uncertainty and people are having struggling to find that motivation, you know, and especially as a creative with you with writing and doing all those kinds of things. Sometimes it's harder, I think, um, to be creative when there is that stress and anxiety and the swirl that's going on in our world, right? So what do you do to inspire you? I think the biggest thing is the self-care because if you're taking care of yourself and nurturing and it's even more important when you're going through stressful times but like if if i'm doing my weekly bubble bath and i'm giving myself the gift of a nap when i really really need it if i'm listening to myself and saying no when i really want to say no i feel more creatively open you know, like I, I'm more open to inspiration so that when it comes, I can take advantage of it. And I think the other thing is like, I decided at the beginning of this year that when I look back on this year, no matter what's going on in the outside world, I want to feel proud of it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to look back like it's a wasted opportunity. I, I had been reading the news every single day and it would suck me in. Like I'd read the headline, I'm like, oh, what is that? You know, and I was never a news reading girl, but it felt important because it's like there's a lot of unpredictability. Let me get these different perspectives. Let me help understand all of the issues. And then I, I came to the conclusion a few weeks ago. I was like, I am wasting my life reading about things that I literally have no impact on. Mm -hmm. right. <laughs> the things right. that I can have impact on are not related to this at all. And if <laughs> I go back at the end of this year and I'm like, well, I didn't write any books, but I did read. 30 hours of news a week. Am I going to feel proud of that? No. It's embarrassing. You know? so I was just, I'm like, I need to mind my own business. You know, easy, it's easy to get sucked in, isn't it? It's, it's very so easy. easy. Sucked in. You know, after a few days of not reading it at all, I was like, what is this? I have free time. Oh, wait a second. I have an idea I want to write. You know? Yeah, there you go. The creativity came back. Oh, yes. Space and it's not just physical space, it's mind space, it's calendar space, it's just taking care of yourself so you feel so loved up that when something comes, you have the space to handle it. 
you know? Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on the self-care pace. Absolutely. Num that's the number one pillar uh, of yes. the, uh, of, yeah, of yes, I can. So let me ask you this. How do you define success? Mm, probably differently than most people. <laughs> 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 to me, for me, success aligns with my five values, my top values. So love and connection. So it's feeling connected, whether that's with your, your spouse or your family or your friends or your fans or whatever, whatever that is for you, love and connection. Then it's fitness and well-being. If I'm not taking care of myself, and I'm not talking about like exercising like a crazy person, I'm just saying, you know, drinking enough water and getting enough sleep and just valuing how I feel, then I've not, it's like I don't create good things. You know, I have to come from a place of, of, um, goodness to create something that connects with people the way that I want to. Mm -hmm. um, it's lifestyle freedom, which to me is like business success and financial serenity. It's putting the structures in place, like, you know, the dreaded budget and uh, <laughs> spending plan, whatever you want to call it, you mm -hmm. know, and, and knowing that you have a secure future, no matter what, and giving yourself that freedom within your schedule so that you can take a day off when you need it, you know? Um, contribution and legacy, I always need to know that I'm making a difference. It's very important to me. And I get to do that through my books and, and sometimes through social media and then direct messages and things like that. Like it's very fulfilling. And then fun travel and adventure. I'm a person that even if I'm staying home, I need something on the calendar that I get to look forward to. Like I'm doing a virtual painting party with my sister. Um, in a few weeks, we both bought a ceramic item and we're going to paint it for the holidays, you know, like fun. We did a baking thing virtually last year. Like we just, you know, I have to have something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. um, and as long as I have those things, I stay inspired. I stay feeling good. I just, it, my quality of living is better, even though I'm mostly a house cat right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I love that. It's finding, it's finding the things that really fill you up. Yes. Right. And once you're right, if you fill yourself up, then that's when you can pour into others or pour out into your books, which are going to inspire others. Right. I mean, there's exactly. so much to be said about that. So it's fairly simple, right? Like I want to feel fulfilled. Yeah. And those are the things that make me feel well-rounded and like I have something to give. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a great tip. And, you know, for everybody to kind of give a thought to what those things are for them. Right. You know, I mean, sometimes I think we get so busy and running so fast that we lose sight of that right and then even in this last couple of years when the pandemic and, and the outer world is you know uh, infringing so much in our personal space and our headspace um, and all that you know finding the way to block that out and then you know recalibrate ourselves um, so I have a feeling there may be some people who want to connect with you further so can you share with us where they would find you what's the best way to do that Sure. Well, you can find me on my website at sherryfink.com. You can find me on Facebook at sherryfinkfan. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at sherry underscore fink. Love it. Awesome. Okay. So my final question for you, which I ask everyone is, what makes you a yes, I can woman? Hmm. It's a juicy question. <laughs> I would say that I have always been a person who is a big dreamer and also an action taker. Even if I'm afraid, I will find a way to take little steps in the direction of that goal and that dream. And that has really served me well throughout my entire life. 
And sometimes it's a big leap. It's not a baby step, right? But as long as I'm moving in the right direction, you can leap off the cliff and trust that you're going to form wings or that a bridge is going to form or someone's going to catch you. Something good is going to happen as long as you're moving in the direction of that big dream. And that's why I think I'm a yes, I can woman. Mm, I love that. I bet, and so true, right? Just even the tiniest baby step every day towards those big dreams and those big goals and that best life for you. Oh. Sherry, thank you so much for being with us today. It's a pleasure spending time with you and hearing more about your story and all that you've been up to in the last, uh, well, gosh, I don't know, five, six, seven years since we spoke <laughs> previously. Um, I hope you all connect with Sherry. Again, I'll put her links in the um, in the post below or in the chat below and whatever you or where, whatever platform you're looking at. Um, and uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate your time. Appreciate your inspiration and um, really making a difference in the world is with and which is what you are doing with your with your books. Yeah, exactly. Thank right. You. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. And for all of you listeners, thank you for joining joining us again for another episode of Yes, I Can Living. Again, be sure to get over there and subscribe. Like us over on our Facebook group, the Yes, I Can Women group. Um, interact. You can meet some amazing people like Sherry in the group. And uh, until next time, I hope you have a fabulous day and live your best Yes, I Can life. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Okay.